We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I fucked this up. Nope, I did not. Sorry. Right. We are officially live. This is uh, my <laughs> second time driving the, the, with the keys to the, to, to the show and probably the last time. All right. Sorry about that, Blair. Anyway, all that out of the way, uh, you know, boarded intro and all. But uh, joining me today on the show are both John Solis and Devin McIntyre. You may know them from the Solis Report podcast that is exclusive here to Road of His yeah. Radio. If you aren't following them on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Do so already. Go to at Solis Report and at Devin MCI. Guys, thanks for joining me. How's it going? Good, Hassan. Thanks for having us, man. Our pleasure. Yeah, happy to join the uh, the the fantasy football report once again. It's been uh, yeah. it's been a minute. It has, and welcome back. And uh, we're getting ready as we're all getting ready here for Thanksgiving. You know, I always want to give thanks to 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 the beast himself, Jonathan Taylor. He rushed thirty two times today for one hundred eighty five yards and four touchdowns in the Colts' Week Eleven win over the Bills. Um, that wasn't all. He also added three more catches for 19 yards and a score. Guys, I know who I'm giving thanks to this, this uh, you know, on Thursday. Uh, oh, sorry, Dev- Devin, go go ahead. We'll get into the rhythm of this. Me too. Uh, I'm giving thanks to the Beast himself. I didn't even know that was his nickname. Well, <laughs> I mean, look. The big dog's gone, and he's never did anything this good, right? Like, like... Did you? That's true. Uh, did you? Uh, did you come up with that nickname, or is this like a nickname that he has now that I just like didn't know about? I just made it up, but we're just gonna run with it from here on out. I'm good with that. I just wanted I, to I like know it. the context here. I'm good. I'm. 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 I'm good. I'm also giving thanks for the beast, even though I have Naheem Hines. And I don't understand what's uh, in store for him, but that's okay. You're you're the last remaining Naheem Hines owner, by the way, and that includes uh, famous famous dynasty player Naheem Hines. He he cut himself uh, <laughs> much earlier this season. Uh, that is remarkable, Death. Um, guys, I got to give thanks uh, uh, to Justin Jefferson. Actually, oh, yeah. um, I don't know the exact stat breakdown, but I was thumbing through the fantasy scores earlier and there was one ray of sunlight for me and ah uh, justin jefferson uh came up with something like 40 ppr points i'll take that that's fine doesn't yeah. do you a lick of good if you're up against the beast but uh otherwise uh, a nice day for double j it was pretty yeah. amazing i had i 
I don't know if you watched if you were watching the the end of that game. It came down to uh, the Vikings kicker having to make a, a game winning field goal. I thought that I thought that I definitely knew what was about to happen, and then uh, it didn't. They won. Up, you know, I don't know if it counts as an upset. I thought that they would beat the Packers, but um, you know, close. Uh, certainly, certainly was a toss up, and that's that's just a recipe for the Vikings to tragically miss at the very end. And so I don't know what happened. I mean, is they they went off script? That yeah, they they went off, man. Has the curse been lifted? I genuinely thought he missed when the when the, when the, when the kick was trying to sail through the uprights. I was like, for sure, this is gonna doink off the off the goalpost. I was like, like, if you guys go back to watch the highlights of that of that field goal, you will swear until it splits the uprights, this is going wide right. Like, like there is like no chance in a dome. Like, I was like, this is it. This is gonna hit the uprights. Like, this is not gonna make it. Bit disappointing, actually, if I'm being honest with you guys. Oh, it's just a type of. Is this the type of show we can just cue that up and it'll just here it is? Let's take a look. I, I, I wish no. Um, <laughs> I I already can't like I can't properly do the intro. Like I might I might accidentally like melt down YouTube. Like this. Yeah, like... We 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 don't we don't want that. But I, I I will agree with you, gentlemen, that um every kick this year has felt like a hail mary, has it not? Like k- kicking a field goal, that's impossible. Why? Why even trot them out? Like from any distance, you any can't distance. make a field goal. In like you can't thirty-six make yards, a field fifty goal. yards. I don't have any more or less confidence. They're the same. No. In borderline extra point. I'm like, go for two. That's you know when the, yeah. you run them. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Well, to to to, to Dev's point though, we did have Justin <laughs> Ducker who was struggling. For, for for those of you who are not on the stream, I, I promise Devin is just sort of frozen while making while trying to make a point. Um but but you know, just to to, to his point, I do know I, I do know what he means about the kicking woes. Um Harrison Butker missed one. I know Justin Tucker has struggled as well this season. Um do you know I mean if anything, I wonder if I kick him out and bring him back, uh, bring Devin back in, but Give, Who give knows? It, yeah, give give it give it a go unless unless he's just really faking us out. Devin does this to me all the time uh, when we're recording our show. He'll just he'll do you know he'll do a uh oh Hassan I think I'm freezing I think I'm freezing too. <laughs> well, I, uh, I guess he must have uh, left on his own accord there. Um, that's okay. He'll and be uh, De- two. Devin will be Devin will be back at some point. But yeah, no, John, that's a really good point with with, with, with Justin Jefferson. Um, I know a couple of weeks ago, the the Mike Zimmer just realized that uh, he hadn't been giving Jefferson the ball at all, so he was like, "We got to dial dial it up big time." And yeah. they, I mean, I mean, good things happen when you when you target him. Just out of curiosity, um, from a dynasty perspective, oh yeah. You know, like, where are you on Jefferson? Like, who do you have as your dynasty wide receiver one? And where is Jefferson there for you? Um, Okay, so this is a cop-out. Let me disclaim this by saying this is a cop-out. But I think of them more in tiers than an obvious Mm -hmm. overall 101. You know, there's times when you could have told me A.J. Brown was your 101, and that would have been perfectly acceptable to me. Um, But right now, uh, 
you could say Justin Jefferson's your number one dynasty receiver. That's completely fine. Uh, Jamar Chase, that's a really fun answer. Um, you don't like to overinvest after just one year, you know, as an avid juju buyer everywhere. Uh, you know, I know the sting of going all in on a young wide receiver after one good year. But, um, yeah, I, put him at number one. Like, who who do you have above Justin Jefferson? Who? Like, let's hear it, right? Yeah. No, you, you like I'm 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 with you on that. I do think that the so like so so Blair and I had this discussion, and and and, and I think that the way the way the way we were looking into it was, um, you know, and there he's back. Uh, so, he's so so back. The way we, so so the way we were looking at at these like receivers where it was Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, uh, probably CD Lamb, and uh, there's one other one that I'm forgetting right now, but but you know it really is a toss up because it, those are your those are your top five. So they, there's no issue. I, I'm sorry. I'm guessing the missing one was DK Metcalf at some point. Maybe. I think it is actually Metcalf. You're right. I think I, I think it was yeah. I think it was Metcalf, and it's interesting because yeah. two of them are are are, are teammates, right? So CD is the uh, CD is the odd man out there. Um, um, but, but, it, but, you know, we were having this discussion and it's just a matter of, yeah, I guess, it, I guess it genuinely depends on how many leagues you play in and who, and who you really just want to have more fun with because they're all so young and there's so much fun that it's just very hard to, to not root for these guys, you know? Indeed. Indeed. Uh, uh Dev, uh, do you have a, a, a dino wide receiver one who is not Justin Jefferson? Cause uh, Hassan asked me, and, and no, Justin Jefferson's number one, or at least in the top tier. And then I asked Hassan, he says, oh, yeah, Justin Jefferson, no one else. Uh, do you think we're crazy being this hard on uh, Justin Jefferson? No, I think it's uh, I think it's probably I think it's probably Jefferson. I, I tend to have kind of like flatter tiers. <laughs> yeah. Then um, some people do, you know, it's like I think you can get a little bit in the weeds, like doing your, like I think you just, splitting yeah. the hairs on those rankings because you have to, if you're like a content mm-hmm. creator or something like that, but you know, yeah, but yeah, I, uh, there's, I don't, I don't think there's really anyone who I would be, if you were like, if you offered me anyone and said, will you trade me straight up for Justin Jefferson? I would probably be keeping Jefferson. Yeah. Wow. It's just, I mean, it's 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 tough though, right? Like because because Jonathan Taylor's probably the dynasty one one, right? Like in non superflex formats, you probably want Jonathan Taylor, um, but you know, like there's concerns around the guys who we were, you know, that we like guys like CMC, guys like Saquon, guys like Dalvin, like you know, running backs who are really really good. But then you've got these other like wide receivers who are young each and every one of them kind of like a promising cornerstone a little bit almost like, and, and you get like, we know, we know the, the, the shelf life for these wide receivers is a lot longer than it is for running backs. I mean, um, uh, like people haven't seen Saquon and he's like out of sight, out of mind. And we know how good he is, right? Like it's, um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like getting in on these really talented wide receivers through a startup is probably the only way to go. Right. Like you're not, like, how can you trade for some of these guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's very league dependent too. But you know, I tried to trade, I tried to trade for Jonathan Taylor before the season. Yeah. Um, 
and I was offering Stefan Diggs, who was like at at that point like the clear cut number yeah. one receiver. And gen I mean, it could have just been the league that I was in, but it was there was like no movement. And I was like, even with like Rotovis like type crowd, not taking the number one receiver over running back like that's unusual so the sentiment on jonathan taylor is super super high even before this season started what i don't mean to ruin devin's anecdote with something called context but i think the audience should know that your trade partner was not a you know who it was right dev can i share it was uh jonathan taylor's mom this jonathan yeah. taylor's mom was his was the trade partner of course she's not trading it she was like throwing a third. I should <laughs> Maybe digs in a that, third. That's yeah. my son. How did she? Uh, how did son. what? What was the connection, John? How how did she get in the league? And also, I did not know that she used to write for Rotoviz. But oh, is this in the this was in this was in the RDL? Yeah, this is in the RDL. I think it was. I think I was trying to trade with Ryan, but uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I had a bad offer. That was the, that was the crux of the the trade though. Was kind of like. Are you interested in a Diggs, Jonathan Taylor Diggs move? Ta- where you're moving your, yeah. Are you interested in moving your value from running back to wide receiver? And usually in the Rotoviz centric league, the an- the answer is yes. There's not that many, especially people. yeah. Stephon yeah, Diggs. Diggs gets a he gets a plus one in a Rotoviz league. So so yeah, yeah, especially there. Yeah. Um. You know, I traded my Christian McCaffrey, my sole uh, share, so to speak, uh, recently. Um, and I got a nice return for him, but, uh, I just, you can call John Taylor, the one Oh one in dynasty, but I'm never taking him. Like just, just, just play dynasty for one year and look what happens to everyone's favorite running backs ever. Like the, uh, as impressed as we are with Jonathan Taylor today, Todd Gurley did it, uh, two years in a row. And now he's, is he on a team? Can anyone tell me if he's on a team? Is he just in the garbage that we're talking uh... is? Yeah, I don't know if he's even fit for the XFL right now. Like the yeah, current iteration of the XFL, which doesn't even exist. Like I, I don't think he's gonna like, <laughs> like be around. He's not even hypothetically good enough for the XFL. And just start at Todd Gurley and work forward in time. Who's the angel after Todd Gurley? David Johnson. David oh, Johnson, right? <laughs> I, I mean, and then who's next? Uh, CMC and then Saquon. Both super talented guys who, uh, you know, aren't necessarily winning your dynasty leagues. So, okay, John Taylor, 101, um, have a fun season and, you know, talk to me in 2022, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. The, the one thing I did want to actually bring up about Devin, you, you mentioned that like, you were trying to move digs for, for JT. What was interesting was in this offseason, like for drafting best ball, you could get digs in the first round and then you could get JT in the second, right? So the redraft crowd was a lot slower than the dynasty crowd here in that sense. Right, because because there because there are yeah. teams that you have that I have that have that exact combo, right? Like, and it was not a difficult combo to get if you're getting stock with the one or eight or later for the most part. Like, they were like like JT was going very very late. You could get him at like the in like the mid to late second. Like, if you wanted Jonathan Taylor on your team in uh, this <laughs> year in 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 basketball and had a second round grade on him, you could have got him. Like, there were people who were taking Mixon ahead of him. People were taking. Aaron Jones ahead of him. People, just name a running back, and people were taking him ahead of JT, right? And it, it, like, like JT became your free, 
free second round run, like free square second round running back, especially if you subscribe to Rotoviz, because we had him ranked as like the one of five. Like he was like our fifth overall pick, mm-hmm. and that's actually a pretty big hit for our rankers because, I mean, you you're talking about like twelve, like a difference of like twelve or like thirteen or fourteen or fifteen like picks, but it's like. Yeah, but that's like there's a very big difference in like the first and second round there. Like, you know, I mean, like so we had like a first round grade and a guy who's like consent like the market has priced a second round pick. So if you if you wound up with like thirty percent Jonathan Taylor, like I did, uh, your 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 best ball teams are looking pretty okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Rotoviz gave you an edge there uh, if you're paying oh God, attention. Yeah. And, and, and why do you think we overthink these things, huh? Like, um, uh, so first off. First of all, excuse me. You know this isn't this isn't a new take I have uh, in the aftermath of a five score game from Jonathan Taylor. But uh, even when he was coming out of the draft, uh, you have uh, the best pure rusher, obviously, unquestionably the best pure rusher uh, behind what was then and still probably the best offensive line. Oh, it, 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 oh uh, Dev, you, what's going on, pal? I'm not sure. I just disconnected, but uh, it's working, I guess. No, you you are live, man. You are good. So anyway, um, uh, yeah, obviously the 105, right? Uh, obvi- obviously, but uh, we'll do whatever we can to talk ourselves out of unsexy situations, which I guess that was the perception at that time. Um, my, my guess is people were like talking about like Frank Reich and his like love of like multiple running backs. And it's like, okay, yes, yes, I get it. But you're still playing. F- but like we still kind of emphasize that you want explosive, exciting players on your team right like mm-hmm. like not all touchdowns are created equal and like, jonathan taylor kind of manufactures them out of by sheer like almost like how big dog does right like how derrick henry does and then he also has like the receiver element i don't know deb what are your thoughts yeah i i don't i think the i think just the overall sentiment on the colts just got so negative through the course yeah. of the offseason that that was really kind of a big part of it and then it was also I, I don't even think it had that much to do with taylor because i think people really do like him yeah. i think it was just other players that were getting you know people were getting a little too infatuated with not necessarily wrongly now it looks mm-hmm. wrongly because you can see who made it and who didn't but you know there were a lot of different guys like gibson and eckler and yeah people who were like as happens every year that you we have the same exact discussion of like what happens if you have a pick at the turn and people say mm-hmm. well you have to like shoot for the stars because otherwise you can't beat christian mccaffrey and it's like that's you there know you that's not your goal anyway i mean if you're always if you're trying to pick somebody better than the number one pick at the 112 you're not gonna win like you just have to hope that you have your shares of mccaffrey as well and you win those those leagues and and the other ones you know you just have to make a team that works well in the case that McCaffrey doesn't have a great season which you know is where we find ourselves so if you you know went with Gibson or somebody you who you're hoping was going to have like 100 receptions or something and you may have missed on a on a more obvious choice but I think this kind of goes back down to, and this is going to sound really sad, but it goes back down to like almost one of the founding principles of Rotoviz from like 2012 or 2013 about realistically like chasing volume, right? Like we're almost a de- like we're, we're a decade into this, right? 
like and and you know like all the all the basic stuff like chasing volume and you know how targets are like the lifeblood of fantasy scoring blah 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 right yeah. and like the one thing that we as a community are pretty good at is knowing who's going to get a lot of volume early and then the issue is like after the guys who have like a massive like stranglehold on their on their workloads like Saquon and CMC and Joe Mixon and all these guys right like people get very 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 nervous about taking rising sophomore backs with uh, mediocre talents or perceived threats behind them, right? Like a Marlon Mack or a, or a, or, or a Naheem Hines who's going to steal all the, all the third down work. So it's like, well, where right. did JT fit into any of this? And it's like, all right, so the guys from Rotoviz are out here saying, no, 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 you really need to do this, right? Like, so Sean and like Ben are basically like on, on stealing bananas. They're basically like, yeah, like lie, cheat, steal, do whatever it takes to get you know Jonathan Taylor on your on your on your roster. Like it doesn't matter what you think about the offense. And then you have this, the, the same thing with DeAndre Swift, right? Who showed again today, he went off. Like he had fourteen, he had fourteen rush attempts. Went off for one hundred and thirty six yards and a score, right? In in the Lions' week eleven loss to the Browns, and people try to play this extrapolation game with how good the offense might be. And it's like, well, Swift went off for a hundred plus yards in a score with something called Tim Boyle under center, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, like the, the, the shying away of, of an explosive talented player, because you think the offense is not going to be good. doesn't mean you should shy away from them. I don't know. Devin, do you have, do you, do you have anything like, uh, am I making sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that, I think that, I think that it's, probably correct to, to generally shade bad offenses and and give a boost to good to good offenses if you if you know what they're going to be and yep. that's the that's the part that we're just not actually capable of doing every once in a while you have teams where it's really very much the same team as you've seen year after year after year but most teams are not that way usually it's a new team and you don't really know so you know you can do it a little bit but you know, it's like Swift. He did have a good game, but like the Lions have have not been the most conducive uh, offensive environment for him. So you know, I don't think there's anyone kicking themselves after his like huge long run today that they didn't take him in the first round or whatever. Yeah, he's a third round pick, right? Because like, because like, uh, and he was like a, a priority selection for the third round, like according to Sean's draft mm. board. Um, but uh, I, I did want to get your guys' thoughts on, on who we thought would be a good team but are secretly probably pretty terrible. And that's the Buffalo Bills led by fraudulent quarterback Josh Allen. Oh. Um, they've, lost, uh, they've lost to the Jaguars two weeks ago, 9-6. Uh, to six, And they got completely trounced today by the Colts, 41-15, to 15, um, uh, which is, you know, in line with the kind of same thrashing they gave the Jets. Um, it looks like Josh Allen's back to being bad, right? Like, like terrible. I, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm trying to think in less permanent uh, ways. You know, in Spanish, there's like soy, which is what you use to say, you know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, short or I'm tall or I have brown eyes. Uh, uh, things that'll always be that way. And then there's like estoy, like for stuff that's happening right now. And um, the the estoy, and this is 
you know, I'm a Hispanic person. I don't speak Spanish, but you can't get mad at me butchering this. My dad's from Spain, so fuck off. Uh, uh, but but the estoy of of uh, 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 the Bills and and of course of Josh Allen. Yeah, these guys stink. But you know, I like to think that's kind of a, a karmic magnetism, right? Like the Bills can't be good for too long. Like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like flooring. It's not good for your car. Like, yeah, it's fun. Let's see how fast we can go, but you can't be flooring it all the time. The bills, the bills just can't be good uh, for more than one season, a season and a half tops. And then you got to start getting back to normal. So that's, that's all it is. It's just, it's just karmic magnetism. Dev, do you agree? <laughs> you know, I I think that that was definitely true for the Bills for the longest time. They couldn't get out of their own way. Now yeah. suddenly, this is the first year where everyone is like, you know, just tripping over themselves to praise like the coaching staff. There, I don't know. I feel like they're doing fine. I like the fact that they just like throw constantly. Um, I you know, I feel like they are. I feel like they're still a good team that is in that mode where when things go wrong, they don't have a plan for that. So like today when you, I think, I think like Isaiah McKenzie, like fumbled a kick, like a return. And so immediately the Colts just got like a one yard touchdown and went up like two scores or whatever. And then they, and then they missed their kicker missed consecutive field goals. Like, I feel like they're a team when that happens, then you get like the old Josh Allen where he's just like forcing stuff and, you know, not, not really like settling in. They're just like, he has that mentality of like getting it all back on one play or whatever. Uh, to be clear, I think, I think trying to get it all back on one play is a little bit difficult when you're going to lean on Dawson Knox as your primary offensive weapon. Mm. Um, you know, you're like you're giving you're giving Diggs the same number of targets that you're giving like a 45 year old Emmanuel Sanders, and uh, and uh, and uh, I don't know whatever Cole Beasley is, however whatever he does, and Gabriel Davis, right? Like, 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 like you're giving you're giving like it's almost like Diggs is like um, they 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 saw what they did against the Jets and they were like, yeah, that was cool watching him do that, but you know what? Let's not do that when we need to. Like, like we're just gonna give. Dawson Knox and targets like, like there's no reason why Diggs isn't your primary read I guess when you fall behind on, on those type of plays and I think that that kind of goes down to what Devin was saying about Josh Allen becoming this like deer in the headlights kind of trying to get everything back in one play I don't know I mean it's 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 disappointing with how this team got Diggs to essentially minimize a lot of what Allen does badly and then they did well about it. They did well with it last year. And now they're back to essentially not target him as robustly as you'd find guys like Aaron Rodgers leaning on Devontae Adams or sure. Matthew Stafford leaning on Cooper Cup, you know, or Jimmy Garoppolo leaning on Debo Samuel, right? Like you're just not finding this. And Diggs is clearly getting a lot of targets, but he's just not seeing the kind of volume you'd expect on a, on a weekly basis. That Diggs, he should have like ten, like a, like an eight to ten target four, right? Diggs is is uh, the the bowling bumpers for Josh Allen, okay? The bumpers and the lanes, okay? And you know, uh, Allen was who he he was when he was drafted, just you know, some some bum, right? Tim Tebow on steroids, and uh, we brought in the bumpers. We started playing with the bumpers. I said, like, "Oh my god, this motherfucker can bowl! Look at this guy!" 
And then Josh Allen started feeling himself. He's like, motherfucker, I'm the best bowler in the league. Drop the bumpers. Let me show you what I could do with no bumpers. And it was, no, 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 you're still gutter ball Josh Allen, pal. Um, I'm with you, Hassan. You know, you, you, he's a safety net. Use it. Use it. You know, you're playing bad. I want to see 20 targets for Stefan Diggs. What's he going to do with 20 targets? Yeah, I think we've seen it because he. I think he went completely off like last week, right? And it's just, I don't know, man. Like, like you know, it just goes back to the give these guys volume um, and, and they'll thrive. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You know, another guy who's turned into a safety blanket of sorts is AJ Dillon, who, yeah. uh, and like, like, he had six catches on six targets today, and he turned those into 44 yards. Didn't do much in the ground game. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts here on on Quadzilla. Um, you know, like like like, was it an aberration from a rushing perspective? Do we expect it to work out? He got all the volume, right? So, and this this receiving role is it like for real? I think the receiving is probably for real because I mean this this was obviously a little bit of a shootout game, so yeah. I. I don't know that he'll always get uh, six targets or whatever, but um, th- they've always liked him in the passing game, and and he's had some role as the, you know, sort of like Jamal Williams um, type yeah. type of plays before. So um, I don't think that that's uh, I don't think that that's fluky, um, but you know, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you know, I I I have AJ Dillon like 
in basically every league. So yeah. uh-huh. I'm a little bit biased, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know why I don't know why he you wouldn't expect him to get like four or five targets as long as he's the main, you know, while Aaron Rod- uh, Aaron Jones is out. I don't think there's anything Derrick Henry can do that AJ Dillon can't do, and AJ oh, yeah. Dillon can catch. So yep, that's how I feel about AJ Dillon. Yeah, I, I actually just think that the other thing is what's weird is that he was getting this usage in the receiving game. It wasn't the rushing. He's still getting this receiving usage when Aaron Jones was healthy. That's the weird part to me, right? Like, like it's, it kind of goes back to the misconception of everybody when Jamal and Aaron Jones were rookies. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, Aaron Jones are going to be the pass catching back. And then, no, 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 it was the other way around. And now it's like AJ Dillon is the, the, the pass cat, like the pass catching back. A guy who's got like limited, a very, let me, let, let me put it this way. If, 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 if you saw his resume for being a pass catching back and, I guess, I don't know, maybe he was applying for a job at McDonald's and that was his resume, <laughs> right? He get turned away from that job because, like, it's got nothing on it. Like, there was, like, like almost no information that he was this good in the receiving game. He's like a ballerina out there, though. Like, you, mean like his co- you mean, like, in college? Yeah. So, so Dylan, Dylan went to Boston College, and uh, they, I think, are probably the, the runningest uh, team in college, right? Like that's where he racked up something like, you know, 35 rushes a game. Uh, but like, if you look at the percentage of targets, like whatever it is that his, his market share, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, his dominator rating, it's actually pretty good. Uh, sure. He would only get like, you know, four targets a game, but that's like, you know, 33% of the targets a game. In a game like yeah. I was going to say more than that. They throw like nine or nine or 10, nine or 10 passes per game. And why? And yeah, why they, would you? And why would you when you have AJ Dillon back? AJ Dillon, yeah, so, yeah, against against eighteen year olds. AJ so, Dillon against yeah, eighteen year olds. Yeah, unfair. Quadzilla against. Luck. He averaged like you know five hundred yards a game or something crazy. So, I mean, so, I Hassan, I uh, I I think I know what you're saying, but I, I guess I would say it's not a big surprise because the reports from out of camp, you know, we've been following AJ Dillon all this time. They keep saying that he's good at at catching the ball so we've we we see frequently with some of these running backs that aren't good and yeah. we want them to be and we all complain why aren't they used in the passing game and even when the coaches are telling us like well they're terrible at it and we say no throw Ronald yeah. the ball more and then you know they finally have to and he drops like six passes in a row you're like these are you're supposed to catch like all of these ones these are one yard passes like the you know, some of these guys just are not good at doing it. And AJ Dillon, he's always been good at it in when since he's been in Green Bay. So, and the fact that they use Jamal Williams that way too, where they use the complimentary back um, for whatever reason, they just like to do that. They like to give that guy more of the passing work, not um, not their RB one. So, you know, I don't think it's too much of a surprise. Yeah. So take that, Hassan. You might have been surprised, but not us. We go AJ Dillon everywhere. I'm 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 still surprised. I pulled up his college stats. He had eight catches in his sophomore season, so he had he played ten games. He had eight catches. Like he had like six and today, it, and, it, and, it, and that was a twenty five percent target <laughs> share on. One hundred percent of the catches for Boston College that year, dude. Yeah, contacts. I know that's 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 what I got to do is actually like stop looking at just raw stats and look at the rest of the team. 
Exactly. Uh, this is why we need Blair here. We need that. We need his um his weighted uh, opportunity score with that yeah. uh, for the college. That's that's uh I don't I don't Can know. Can you if imagine? He's... Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Can no. you imagine how crowded this screen would be if Blair was here? Come on. No, he would fit right. I feel like here's because we're like on the bottom here, and then you're at the at like the top of the the screen. Oh, on my screen we're three side by sides. Yeah, no, that's really side like your screen. your head is at the top of the screen. And I'm not gonna do this. Oh, like, oh nice. Oh, look at that. And I'm just gonna start playing around. Yeah, I've seen yeah, this before. Hassan, mode. Hassan I like Hassan how mode like there we go. Because of the angle, Hassan's like figured it out. Hassan's yeah. shoulder is higher, and I just he looks like he's like lounging at like a at like a hookah bar or something. I wish it Hassan was or me. Hassan, I, I Hassan. Wait, 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 between I. Hassan's the one who seems like he's at a hookah bar. Yes, his the way because his pose, he looks like he's reclining at like a at, at like an opium den. I, I wish I was at one. That's not that's not pretty you're cool. You're at the hookah bar. He's at like the opium den though. Look at look at yeah. the way he's he's the, the tilt because he's like this. Look, and yeah. he's no, at the yeah, couch. No. It looks like he's yeah, you've got you got to relax. It looks like he's on the floor or something. And for those of you who are listening to this in the car, you're free to join us on YouTube 9 p.m. Sunday nights because you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Who's at the hookah bar? Who's at the hookah bar? Let's figure it out. I will say, guys, like a lot of this running back talking about running backs being dusty uh, brings back uh, the the discussion here on on Ezekiel Elliott. Um, wow. He had nine rush attempts for 32 <laughs> yards today yeah and he had six catches for 36 i mean man i, I like uh, so friend of the show pete overzet had a really good tweet posting some 90 year old grandpa going for like a, a long touchdown uh, about how how what every zeke carry looks like after a pollard carry and <laughs> and um i'll be honest I, I think that 90 year old might be faster than zeke like it's like, like this was a a bad game um, for, for Zeke, right? Like it was a bad game for the Cowboys, but a really, really bad game for Zeke. Um, just, just by virtue of the fact that Amari Cooper had to miss because of COVID. He's probably going to miss on Thanksgiving. CeeDee mm -hmm. Lamb is dealing with a couple of injuries. He left today with a concussion and he's probably not going to play on Thanksgiving. Terrible. Um, you're down to Gallup and Zeke. And I'm, I'm looking for Noah Brown to step it up. I outbid no, you. No, Brown, yeah. Hassan, you, you you had some you had other business to attend to. You were desperately trying to snipe some auction players so you could leave the draft and get the hell out of the out of the draft room to go about your business. And you nominated Noah Brown and I I started competitively yeah. bidding against you for Noah Brown and you were quite furious about it, uh, understandably so. But yeah. now it's all gonna pay off for me because this, this is, is it. time to shine. <laughs> This I, is, I think this Sean is had, why you Yeah, Sean had his like fifth year breakouts, and I don't understand why Noah Brown wasn't on there. He's on the most explosive offense, even if he was the sixth string uh wide receiver coming into the season. But now we're gonna find out what we have. Yeah, it's just one of those one of those situations. I think it's gonna be um it's a, it's a sad Thanksgiving with no with no Amari and no CD, but it's going to be even sadder. It's going to be even sadder when the Cowboys refuse to unleash Tony Pollard. Um, <laughs> like, I, I I don't know what they're like. 
like I, I understand that extreme negative script kind of played away from it, but like at the same time, like this is the kind of script you want to be deploying Pollard in, right? Like, like it, it just it just does bring into I mean sharp focus um a lot of the poor decision making that goes on on the coaching side for, for Dallas, I guess. I, I did want to get your guys' thoughts on um Dalton Schultz, I mean, Cedric Wilson seems to be getting a lot of, like, buzz, but also Dalton Schultz, uh, you know, he's viable again for as long as Amari and Lamb are out, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, who else yeah. is there? He's a top... Yep. Noah six, Brown. He's a top six tight end. What does that even mean? People say that, like, there's some difference between six and 18. He's a tight end there's who no starts. Difference. No, no, he jumps into the top of that, you know, yeah. into the top of that group. It's like, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and then like eight guys that you might want to start. And Dalton Schultz is one of them now. Yeah, definitely. Hey. I mean, did you did you see the receivers? They dropped everything. Oh, uh, God. Cedric Wilson yeah. had one over the middle late, and it was like it was right in his hands. And he it's it's that thing where he felt the hit coming, mm-hmm. and he dropped it. But guess what happens when you drop it? You still get hit. You're, gonna, <laughs> You're not going to yeah. hit you. So just catch the ball. Like there's nothing you're doing to avoid the hit. Like um, no, you still got. I I, I remember the play too. I don't. It is funny. I mean, it's easy for me to say. I'm sure it's like uh, you you think you're not doing it, and then you see the tape, and you're like embarrassed by it. But um, yeah, those receivers really did not uh, step up in the absence of um, of their stars. So I can definitely see. um, I can definitely see. Uh, Pres- Prescott going going back to the well to the one thing that seemed to work, which was especially mm-hmm. those just like little dump offs uh, to Schultz, and he's hard to tackle. And he runs well, so he just like over and over gets eight yards. That's fine. Ugh. Oh my god, we're gonna throw up. All, we're all gonna throw up our turkey dinners, man. Like it's not gonna be fun. <laughs> you know, have you guys? I, I have you guys considered? Uh, uh, doing a special edition of this show, counter-programming the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, that, we're, up against, we're up against the Chargers right now, so I think our audience is probably around <laughs> the same side. We've been, we've been, we, we've been trying to counter-program against Sunday Night Football all season. I don't, like, um, unfortunately, there's not going to be enough news for us to, like, counter-program against Thanksgiving, but we're going to try to counter-program against whatever we've got on Sunday night. That's nice. good. That's good. Right. As long as you're going for it, as long as you're going for that, you know, you're, you're, you're looking out there and you say, who might listen to the show? And then you're targeting the demographic people that would not like to be watching football right now. Yeah. That's, that's us. Those are our people. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. I like that you're leaning right in, uh, right into that. But uh, to be honest, these, um, these Sunday night games have, have pretty much been doing you a favor, you know? I would say so. They're unwatchable. Every Island game is unwatchable, but Sunday night especially so for reasons I don't understand. I know. But you can, look, I have red zone brain. Do you guys have red zone brain? You don't want to talk about Of course. Where, it's got to be bite-sized bits. You know, give me the fucking next one. Give me the fucking next one. Give me the next one. Give me the next one. I can't watch a real game. I watch – I have the red – I have the real games and red zone. So it's even – worse than what you're describing yeah sometimes sometimes red zone is too slow 
and you need so you to... go you get get a quick hit out of real game see if there's something yeah. in the red zone i have missed, like but you got they have the quad box like on red zone but i have the quad box but one of the boxes is red zone Ooh. yeah it's like Fuck. layers to it so you know you have up to 11 boxes if red zone's doing an octo <laughs> box and you have your other three boxes it's so That's crazy remarkable. you're like how do you even have that many games how can you have an octo box with octo boxes within it there's only a maximum can... of 16 games i manage it i don't know how i do it <laughs> you just have to do it man that's otherwise what else are you doing with your life yeah. right like if you're not if you're not grinding the tape but also watching the highlights and grinding the highlights yeah i play the dvr playback of previous week games if it's a slow if it's a slow week that's how I exactly do it. like 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 see fantasy analysts out there are getting outworked by devin mcintyre <laughs> exactly. there, there, there are fantasy analysts out there who are trying to find their clips and they're all 50 or they whatever it is all 22 yeah yeah, right? yeah. now devin's already had a he, he has seen through time and space and he's here to tell you what the future holds exactly exactly um but 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 i will be honest uh, for a lot of fantasy analysts if i was you guys i would stop grinding the tape really hard you're not doing yourselves favors well you're doing you're, you're doing us favors i guess just from a from an roi perspective on best ball so keep doing that like that's just been great i think for 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 us um i did i i, I did want to talk just a, uh, a little bit about a guy who i was trying to grind the tape on but it's just almost too sad uh it's russell wilson this is the second week yeah. we've seen him back. Oh, he had like 14 of 26 man. passes, only 270 yards. Man, is it time? Is it like, so this is more, is it, I guess my question to you guys is twofold. One, is this team ready for this, like a very, is it headed towards this like acrimonious divorce between Wilson and the Seahawks? Yeah. That's question one. But two, is allowing is basically letting Pete Carroll coach at this point is it's elder abuse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes and yes and for and the reasons are related. You can't have Russ and Pete anymore and that was long before Russ got injured. So what you've seen from Russ Wilson, okay, Russ Wilson is the top 3 quarterback in the league. Russ Wilson is uh you know, a top 3 quarterback of our generation of fantasy football uh, uh players and football watchers. Russ Wills can play as long as he wants at a high level. He's unbelievable. He is he is a prodigy. He was put on this earth to play quarterback, and he's spectacular. He's he's got an injury on his throwing hand. Still, I think to me that's apparent. So I'm not uh, I'm not you know taking old Russ out to pasture yet. But as to the the split, the incoming split with Seattle, yes, yes, we've been saying let Russ cook as a joke for five years, and then three years ago it was not a joke. He was like, yeah, we're going to let Russ cook. And, and they just never fucking did. They, you know, Pete Carroll, it's it's time. It's no, time, the, Pete. It's time. Last year, they did it for like the first six games yes. of the season, and it was amazing. It's amazing. And then it's they amazing. were like, they were like, we got to adjust. Now they're catching yeah. on. They all yeah, know that the crease, they all know he's going to be cooking. So <laughs> you got to mix it up. And then they went on like a 10 game losing streak or something like that, where they refused to. Throw the ball more gotta than Rashad Penny Cook. I'm not sure if that's I'm not sure if that's historically accurate, but that's what it felt like. Um, I don't know. I think that um, I would say that that he's definitely leaving, except for the fact that he hasn't left yet. He, you know, so mm. he he should have left three years ago or whatever. Yeah, um, that was when it was happening. Yeah, and <laughs> that was... and he has not. 
flexed any muscle to make that happen. And I don't know why. So there's something about whatever it is that Russell Wilson wants that we don't know. And it seems like maybe he's just, you know, maybe he just wants it to work out. And so he's been, Russ he's, Wilson he's the is believer. Such a, yeah. He's such a boring nerd. I guarantee you the reason he hasn't left Seattle is like, he's got a really good, just, working relationship with his favorite sandwich shop by his house yeah, and exactly. he just doesn't want to start over he's like, just wow, content why would you go exactly. to jets get a new deli he's also so I, I optimistic have... he thinks he believes it's gonna work out you know what i mean yeah that's true and he buys into that pete carroll hype and so they just think it's gonna work and then in look he actually you know they got dk metcalf they have tyler lockett i yeah there's not it, there's it's not like he automatically has these other places we we joked about um him going to uh miami before the season and it's like yeah well you know it looked a little we thought he he was gonna have will fuller there and you know yeah it looked like it might be a little bit more promising but um but you know if he were where where would you like to see him go to is there like an obvious place that he should get the hell out so that he can uh Tampa San Francisco, Bay, Buccaneers. <laughs> Tampa Bay. I would like to, you no. know, I, well, I think it would be interesting uh, because I, I mean, they did get the win today, but I think we all know that, that Kirk Cousins is on like the yeah. kind of end of, end of his possibility there. I wonder if he could be like a golf type where they managed to like get something for him. Somebody believes that, that cousins could be like a bridge to the next thing. If they can get him cheap and Wilson could That's go not like Las Vegas. Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, would that be, would that be a team that, because I am terrified of what's going to happen to Justin Jefferson. If yeah. whatever happens after cousins is somehow worse, which is very possible. I was, I was I was genuinely thinking that San Francisco would have been a good a good destination for us, and the Niners should have actually pointed up the three first to try to trade for him instead of like trading up and then picking a guy who they never starting. Usually that's the talk, ca- oh go ahead John. Can, can we talk about that first? So if you're if you're the Niners, um, you're going to spend your early picks on uh, um, uh, a Trey Sermon and a backup quarterback. You know what? Three first for him too. Are are we okay with this? You know, are we okay with this? How for for Russ? Yeah, no, I'd rather have Russ Wilson. Like, what are you doing? I, I think I think while well, we're we're hearing different stories now, Shanahan is trying to distance himself from the decision behind that pick. Oh wait, um, uh, uh, Sermon or Lance? Lance. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That that's how, how can Don't you do that as a. How how can you distance yourself? What what I just what is he saying that? that just more like distancing. just more like we knew he's not going to start this year. We picked him as a project, you know. We, we thought it him, was funny. We, yeah, <laughs> we thought it'd be funny. We we were expecting him to be a longer term solution, you know. Like that's um, fair. That's fair enough. Yeah, which sure. is all. I mean, all, all of this is fair to say. But remember, they were initially really set on Mac Jones who is winning games as a starting quarterback. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, that's true. Would he be winning games in San Francisco? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, right? But, I mean, he's winning games with Kendrick Bourne and uh, as his, like, wide receiver one and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Henry, right? Like, like, like that's kind of, like, 
and Nelson Aguilar. And Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> I mean, I mean that that's like that's no, like these guys lo- are. Yeah, I, collectively is... they're a collectively they are a Porter man's version of Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, mm. right? Mm. Those guys are all fine. I think what the problem the problem with all those guys in the past was that they were like the number one receiver on the team. Kendrick, oh, yeah. born wide receiver one means that your offense is probably in not great shape and it's not his fault it's because the five guys below him you've never even heard of them so the fact that they have this like uh uh voltron of you know these guys that have previously had these weird um shots at being the number one guy i i think it makes sense i was not as down (laughs) on those signings because I, I've, you know, Aguilar was totally, he was miscast as the, the top guy in Philly. He did, he did totally fine in, in Oakland. And it's only because Oakland is kind of, nobody was taking him that seriously that his season got overlooked. And so I think he's, he, he, and he has the speed, like they're, they're all complimentary guys. I think really makes sense. I don't think that that receiving group is as bad um as people want to pretend that it is for mac jones there um i think hassan is right and i'd rather have san francisco's receiving weapons 10 times out of 10 as compared to new england dev you know (laughs) this ain't about this ain't about crucifying new england's receiving core it's just about saying hey look we're talking quarterbacks you plug mac jones in where trey lance is and i bet he's winning the same amount of games maybe maybe a hundred times more a hundred times uh, more. That's, 100 times that is more a lot wins. more times. Um, yeah, do the math. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, to be honest, San Francisco is always a mystery because we always think that we have a sense of like what's going to happen, and then it's like Shanahan starts saying crazy. Like they have players they don't even like. Everyone on the team gets hurt, and you're like, okay, well, now it's. Now I guess the guy that we thought was going to be good is the next man up. And then it's like, no, <laughs> they've signed someone off the street to play above that guy. And it's like, he yeah. has a doghouse that extends beyond their own roster. Like you're, he's on the <laughs> roster, but he's below guys that aren't even on the roster. So it's like, mm-hmm. he's not even at the bottom. It's crazy with, I don't, I've never, I've never seen it on, on any other team. You're just like, why, why do you not just cut these guys? But it is funny. It does seem like there's some dysfunction with Shanahan and maybe the front office or something where they're jockeying for something to do with like who's taking blame or something like that. Because because some of the choices are weird. Like we just you're just like what's going on and like Ayuk and he's like, see some like personal issue. And on a different team, you might think, oh wow, this this player clearly has some issue. But on the 49ers you're just like, this guy might be fine. This guy might be completely fine. And it's just Shanahan has some issue with him for some reason. Um, I will, I will bring this back to the Cardinals because they did one, one player on the Cardinals has uh, defeated the Niners in, in convincing fashion. And then also vanquished the Seahawks today. And that's Colt McCoy. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just, absolutely has been demolishing these guys i'm not going to issue an apology to cliff kingsbury and his horizontal raid 
<laughs> but I'm just saying, if you wanted to move <laughs> Kyler to the Vikings and wow. unleash Colt McCoy, buddy, this is that's a hot take. Hassan. That is hot. That, that is, is that, that. Yeah, we're that is that is very very hot. But I'm just saying, um, for look, Kyler Murray to be Wally pipped uh, by, by Colt McCoy, McCoy. well, Cliff- and, and for the biggest Kyler Murray fan, Cliff Kingsbury, who who declared when, when Kyler was just a twinkle in his eye, he said, gosh darn, if I had the one-on-one, I'm taking Kyler Murray every time. And he didn't realize he was creating a quarterback controversy at that time, but that's how much he loves him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't even know if Cliff Kingsbury remembers saying that though, man, it, it seems like he actively hates Kyler, right? Like just this, this, this offense, Dev has some really good observations about Cliff and his just his. uh, Spatial and like his inability to understand how to think in three dimensions, mm. time and space, and just you know, like he says this is the is the is the air raid, but really they're just sort of doing these like little dump offs, which is pretty nice for Rondell Moore, who had eleven of eleven. He caught all eleven of his targets for fifty-one Incredible. yards. Yeah, that Incredible. was. A, I I was I I watched part of that game. And the one announcer was like, "That's his eleventh eleventh catch of the day," and the other announcer was like, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like completely broke character, where he was like, thought that he certainly had made some sort of mistake, and he was like, "No, uh, no, I know it's surprising. <laughs> that man has caught eleven passes today. I think he caught one longer one, maybe like towards the end of the game. Yeah, his longest catch was eleven yards. It's yep. pretty." That's pretty insane. I mean, that's that's what we wanted him. That's that's the role we wanted for uh, yeah. Rondale. So there's no no complaints there. It was just a bit. It was a little just funny. To, just not rolling up the yak. And 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 I will say, uh, Cliff King's been keeping me on my toes because I sat James Conner this week in a lot of spots. What and he went off to? Yeah. Why would um, you ever? Why would you ever sit James Conner? Well, Hassan's in a touchdowns lose you points uh, league. That He's makes sense. Negative touchdown uh, point. Yeah, you don't want sense. that. He's uh, been terrible. Then he's been terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I started AJ Dillon and, and Ezekiel Elliott, and I also have Saquon Barkley on the squad. And I'm going to lose again mm. this week. I think that I'm going to be. I think I've won. I think I've won. Yeah, I think I've won four games. I think I'm going to be four and seven after this week. Yeah, yeah uh, it's a pretty team. That's, pretty not good. that's a pretty team. It's, it's genuinely a really it's like it's like one of those teams where you're like, ah, this is where the word roster bait comes in, right? Because I've got Joe Burrow yeah. and Jamar Chase and Rashad oh, Bateman. Man. Oh, good God! Well, yeah, how, did, like how did you end up? How how did you end up with uh, with Zeke though? Um, I was bidding him up as an auction league, and then accidentally, <laughs> I uh, no, I I did. I did the Wiley Coyote thing where I ran out over the cliff. Yeah. And then I yeah. realized yeah. there wasn't any cliff underneath me. And that was that. Yeah. That was... <laughs> that's, that's not good. Yeah. Cause, 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 you know because my say, original don't target. Don't bid on players that, uh, that you don't want to have. And you're like the number one Zeke ha- hater. That's the problem. Your hatred is so biased to you towards how much you think everyone else loves him. Yeah, because you hate him so much, you're just like every these people. They're they're gonna they're, they'll pay a hundred. They're stuck in. They're so they're stuck stupid. in his rookie season. I'm just gonna lead, 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 I'm gonna lead the bidding. One hundred, pick one hundred one, and then just beat. <laughs> and then the little music just, plays, and you've spent half your budget, and you were like, "What the?" It, it was actually very close to that. I was like, I was like, well, you know, this is kind of around where you should go. And then it just everybody else was like, 
you were just bidding against yourself for a while there, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you pulled just the rug out real. under yourself. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was really sad because I, I was, uh, uh, I, I, my real target was Jonathan Taylor because it's a standard league. Wow, yeah, I can't believe people still play those. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, so I got, I got Zeke, and then I was like, it can't be that bad, can it? And they, he's been fine. His are frozen again. No, uh, I'm back. Yeah, there you go. You're, you're, you're not even from everyone disappears and turns to those little circles. So oh. I was panicked for a second, but oh, no, no, no. Hassan and I were actually turning into circles. Oh, that's it's what like happened. when someone stands still and you think they're frozen. <laughs> you know, we were just circles. <laughs> nice. We were just circles, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a, I mean, the team is pretty nice. I'm gonna, I think I'm in 10th place after this week. Oh yeah, I won the. Oh, yeah. uh, what was the line that Bo Burnham sang on your guys' song? I uh, traded four firsts for Amari and won the Twitter poll. That's what I was doing with this. <laughs> yeah, <one>. nice. <laughs> how how good was that song? Come on, that song it was, was amazing. It was really good. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, Bo Burnham dropped by the Solis Report in the off season, and he came and sang um, his original version of uh, what's the, what's the, what's the big song of his? Funny, from that funny feeling. That funny yeah, funny feeling. feeling. Yeah, that's right. The one that you can. Now here is the one that both Solis and Devin actually fixed after the show. Because they were like, this is a very niche, Bo. And um, and I'll, I'll give you guys, like, uh, you know, so they helped him rewrite the song. Yeah. But fun fact, Bo, Bo Burnham is a really, really into uh, fantasy Twitter. Like, really, really hardcore yeah, he was in deep. the weeds. Yeah, really in the yeah. weeds. He like, was like, name dropping... Talking- uh, like like C, like CD Carter parody accounts like that's how yeah. deep it went yeah it was that's impressive I, I was shocked. I got a text I got a text today um, from you know just a real life friend you know a, a fellow lawyer in San Diego uh, and he he was just texting me something about oh yeah I followed Denny Carter's kicker advice you know guy <laughs> totally doinked it and I'm like man worlds are colliding just uh, that's so funny when that shit happens it's like oh yeah. It, it, Fantasy Twitter, that's where I live. <laughs> I know that guy. Oh, I know that I guy. Know that do, you, guy. Uh, yeah. do, 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 do you want an apology about the about the kicker advice? Like I I, I was gonna tell Denny I'm getting like actual angry texts from people who are disappointed in his uh article, but no, nah, he he doesn't need to know that. He's just he's just doing his best. It's a tough year to be Denny. I'm yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You can't. You cannot script this stuff. Um, if, 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 oh, sorry, Dev. Sorry, Dev. You did one of your trademark, uh, uh, Dev freezes, man. It was at the funniest time too. <laughs> You're just like, it's a bad year to be Denny. How was that? <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I think. I think I think that's like the the just giving that kind of advice, man. Very specific targeted kicker advice is tough because like it goes back so to the conversation hard. we had at the start at the top of the show, where which is most kickers are bad, man. Most kickers yeah, are bad. Terrible. You can even terrible. target the ones in a dome, and they're just not not they're just not, it's not going to be it's not a good year. Did you I, watch the Did you watch any of the the uh, Tennessee game, Hassan? Um, a little bit and. 
I'll be honest. I I kind of like flipped off of it after I saw AJ Brown get hurt. He he got hurt twice, man. Like he uh he 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 took like a bad hit to the hand, came back out, made a few plays, and took a really bad hit to the chest, and that was that. Like he he still played it out, but not it was just not not good. It's been a tough year for the poor guy. Like he's just been dealing with injuries. Yeah, I knew something was going on because if you told me that the Titans threw fifty one times, which is the whole yeah. issue with them, is that they. You, you can't count on them to do that. And that A.J. Brown only had 48 yards. I was like, where are these targets going? And then yeah. I looked at the yeah. box score, and it was like Westbrook. Ilhini, I can't Ikhina, even pronounce it. Ikhina and Dantrell Hilliard. And, man, everyone was good. Des Fitzpatrick, that's like a – Yeah, Des Fitzpatrick got good. Like, that's how you know it's bad, yeah. man. It was uh, – they were really – someone named um, Tommy Hudson – I don't know. Mm. These are like Marcus Johnson, yeah. Tommy Hudson. These are like those video game names for, you know, like the. <laughs> Tommy like Hudson is like players. some some 1980s Boston boxer. Oh, yeah, Tommy Hudson. He's, yeah. He's the fighting pride of uh, Westchester. No, well, now that you say that. You fucking get it. Now that you say that, it makes sense that Vrabel signed that guy. He was oh, like, yeah. I got to find a spot for Tommy Hudson. Uh-huh. He's making the team. <laughs> Uh, it, that game was funny though because it was like pouring rain and everyone had like umbrellas and stuff like that but uh but but Vrabel like refused and he just looked like a drowned rat like his yeah. hair was like plastered down and <laughs> you look so strange though there was like no reason like wear a hat or something there was no reason for him to be doing that it was like a performance Dude, you watched you the look... crow one time <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, he looked he looked like a broken man, um, on that on like that final like after that uh that final like Kaimi Fairbairn, uh, field goal like went through the upright like he legitimately looked broken like like they like they showed like a clip on it like on uh, before we headed into Sunday Night Football and just sort of like fanned over to him, rain pouring down like just drenched his hair plastered over his face. And he legitimately looked just like um, just the, the most sad, pathetic visage of a man who was like genuinely questioning his will to live at this moment. Like it, it genuinely, like like if, if you could get like a screenshot of it, like it does tell like a story of like the Titans this season, because losing to the to the Tyrod Taylor Texans is not great. Um, but what's also not great is that the Titans, um, their backup players, are like like Detroit lion level backup players. And this is not a team that can actually like, it might like, you know, like they're currently trying to win the division, but I don't know how they can. Right. Like I think AJ Brown didn't play most of the second half. Julio has been a bad, a bad trade, uh, you know, a bad, bad trade, trade move uh, uh, from here on out. Now they don't have Derek Henry. I don't know how, do you guys have a sense for if they're going to, you do think they're going to lose out here and like the Colts might actually be a dark horse of the division. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, what is I their mean, uh they're two games clear of the Colts right now. They're two games. Yes, yeah, Colts have Colts have time. There's what seven to seven to go. Seven to go. So yeah, easily. You could easily get caught here. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's here's your uh sports announcer cliche, but uh the Colts are the type of team that gets stronger as the season goes on. You know what I mean, fellas? It gets colder. 
John Taylor's just getting warmed up, guys. Uh, 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 teams are going to have fewer and fewer answers for uh, John Taylor blasting up the middle. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Colts have to take it, don't they? Who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop them in that division? I think Carson Wentz. Uh, <laughs> um, the obstacle here. Uh, but, but yeah, no, that's interesting. I mean, it does seem to be going – does seem to be going in a pretty tough direction for 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 Tennessee with the personnel they've got. Colts, I just Colts want the Chargers have... to lose. Sorry, sorry. Just, they're 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 on. I just want the Chargers to lose. That's really all I care about. Yeah, I you just picked the wrong time. Lose. Austin Eckler has three touchdowns. He has three touchdowns. He's doing uh he's he's doing an homage to Jonathan Taylor. I will <sighs> say I, I will say this the, the saddest thing about the Chargers being good. Is that is that the Spanos family doesn't deserve it, right? Like, wow, Hassan, thank you. Yes, that is like, someone had to say it's, it. It's it's thank just you. it's just um, like like Justin Herbert's a very likable face of the franchise. The entire team yeah. is incredibly incredibly likable, um, and then you just know who the you know the ownership team is, and and just the fact that they just have not cared about this team at all. And then they decide to like yank the hearts of like every San Diego fan out on the way out the door so they can mm. they second fiddle the Rams. It just doesn't sit right with me. You know, like it's Thank just you. it's yes. just uh, one of those situations wherein I'm glad the city of San Diego stood up to the family and we're like, we're not doing this. And like, it just voted, it's just not right. I've, I voted for it. I, I fucking want it. Look, I take him back now, Hassan. I take him back now. I take him back in one second. Um, but yes, otherwise beautifully put, and I agree. A pox on the Chargers, and look, they're gonna—they'll either make it to the playoffs and exit in the first round, or oh, uh, Justin just Herbert there. just. Oh my God, he just went like was the run. You just the saw the run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Took a hard hit at the end too. He's a he's a tough kid. Oh, uh, holding. Um, yeah, yeah. Herbert is like my um, it's like my Kevin Durant. Does that resonate with you? Like for a, a Seattle Supersonics fan, yeah. my Kevin Durant, like, yeah. ah, that was supposed to be ours. Right. That yeah. was supposed to be my experience. So, yeah, very, very hard to watch. It uh, is a shame. I, I mean, the, the team's nice, man. It's a good team. And and yeah. and, 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 and LA's already embraced the, the Rams. They have. have oh, they, the Rams are that's my, my team question. now, by the way. Have you, uh, that's my... are you plugged into the LA? Yeah, that's football, that's a good question are for people, yeah. Are uh, are people caring about football for the first time? They've been trying to make this happen. Is it working? So I'm in um, a couple different group chats for a couple different leagues I'm in, and uh, one of them is well represented in LA, and those guys are going to Rams games. You know, uh, when they might not have before. I bought Rams tickets. I'm going December four or five uh, when they play the Jags. You know, um, it is exciting. Uh, they, well, if this interview was two weeks ago, I'd say, damn, they're the best team in the league. Um, I'm really excited to see OBJ hopefully hit his stride there. Um, I would say there's a Rams. Yeah. There's, there's a Rams energy, uh, in Los Angeles and the Raiders one still for whatever reason. (laughs) Yeah. How is it residual Raiders energy? They went to Las, like Las Vegas and man, like everything around that team has been bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, 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 starting with the Gruden stuff and then just yeah. kind of going from there. Yeah. They, so, they've had a. So I have, uh, I like, 
so the Gruden stuff felt a little opportunistic to me because we've we've conveniently forgot about all the bad stuff happening on on Washington when right. when the when the Gruden stuff kind of came out. Um, but conversely, Gruden also had to leave the Raiders in shame, and that means that the Raiders are no longer on the hook for sixty million dollars. How convenient for 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 a head coach and GM combo that turned uh, Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. Into 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 a bunch of guys who, uh, outside of Josh Jacobs, who struggled really badly on Sunday. Uh, you know, one of them killed someone in a DUI, and yeah. I think the other two or three are were consensus reaches at the time, and I believe are just not capable. Like they sh- maybe shouldn't have even been fourth round players. If that makes sense, so like. If you're if you're the Raiders ownership, you would use that as cover to push out this guy who you've given you know absolute power to, right? It's an interesting theory. I had not even that hadn't even occurred to me, but it is certainly convenient. Um, it is convenient and, because we've forgotten everything about Washington. Yeah, where who are currently under FBI regulate like they're under FBI surveillance, right? Like they've had raids and stuff. It is weird. Yeah, their uh, training facility was raided by the feds about a month and a half ago. Sheesh. Yeah, it is weird. But the strange part is, uh, I don't know, going after Gruden. I guess I guess Gruden has, I don't know, did he actually make any enemies, though? Like, he talked all, you know, he oh. badmouthed Goodell and stuff like that. But they're pretty, I mean, are they thin-skinned about that sort of thing? Or no? Uh, this, was this just like a... a the owners all agreed that it was like for the best the best thing for the league or something like that Th- that gruden would take a hike yeah like you know who's who's like obviously like dan snyder doesn't like him but he he didn't did he or you know could he have orchestrated it all by himself you know like how the nfl is the one who had to had to yeah. leak those documents, right? So the selectively leak, like just the Gruden <laughs> emails out of the six hundred and fifty thousand emails or whatever. I don't know. The whole, thing, the whole thing is strange. There's obviously this is very it's very controlled, right, Dev? Like it feels like it's very sanitized, like what we're getting and when we get it. Yeah, of course. That's why it's just so, it's so it's so strange. I mean, unless unless um. You know, unless Gruden was like the only one who wasn't able to, to, like have enough uh, sway with whoever to to keep the lid on his emails, like he refused to pay the bribe or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's very weird. I, I'll be curious to find I, out what happens. It's so strange. I, I, I think I think suspecting Gruden of some noble thing is a bridge too far for me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not with you on that one. But um, yeah, otherwise, uh, strange that that's all we've seen. Uh, Not noble. He was just like cheap. Like he was just like, oh, okay. you know, they're yeah, like, I'll, if you know, yeah, he's like, you're never, you'll never catch, you'll never get me. I'm untouchable. And then the whole NFL turned on him, and they were like, oh, okay, this is the. But that's what's so weird. It's like not even the scapegoat. It's like a momentary distraction, right? Like I think it yeah. maybe more likely was to happen because just everyone was like. He's destroying the franchise, and he's going to keep destroying it for years. He has this huge contract. Yep, we yep. get all the best chance. 
they yeah all those emails and we're like this is it we can get rid of them that seems more likely than like this much larger orchestration having to do with the the washington stuff because i i don't know how they're gonna stop that yeah like that like that's just not i mean you can't stop the washington stuff right like that's like the issue is that like we're just gonna get what we get when we get it but yeah, like if so. you're if, if you're if you're opportunistic and you just wanted to get rid of you know this sort of democles hanging over your head because they would have had him for six more years fully guaranteed contract and 60 million to pay right like this is like legitimately the old because like even if you'd fired gruden you still owed him the 60 mil right but this is like the only way where he can leave an embarrassment to where he like leaves voluntarily and i think he's trying to settle with them out of court mm. over over his over whatever he might be owed yeah yeah this, this this goes into law like especially labor law which is well above what i like I, I don't know anything about the law and even less so about labor law. So Well that makes three of us, right, John? <laughs> no labor lawyers here. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. That's it is it is strange. I'm sure his lawsuit is yes, just trying to recoup some of that money. I don't think anyone just walks away from sixty million dollars and doesn't at least make an effort to get a settlement to get some of that money back. And so, uh, mm -hmm. oh, no, so no, I was just going to say this, this, uh, this next thing I was going to say is going to make, is going to make Solis really sad, but Pat, I just saw Rhoda Pat tweeted out, imagine Chase Claypool, but on the chargers. <laughs> that's just like, uh, yeah, now you're talking. Oh, I mean, isn't that Mike Williams? I mean, <laughs> no, because unlike, unlike Mike Williams, like Chase Claypool is, has been smashing since like his rookie year. Right. That's true. Mike Williams really seemed like this was, he was, you know, I, I was pretty high on him going into the season and at, yeah. at, for a while that seemed like it was, um, very savvy. Like correct. And then it's sort of, things have flipped a little. I don't know if they, I don't know if teams have made adjustments and they've adjusted back and are, and are, um, using more as a deep threat again or what, but it's been, uh, he was really doing great out of the gate, and then it's kind of come back to earth a little bit. You know who needs a shot somewhere? Martavis Bryant, huh? The alien. Speak yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on with him, but I will say that Josh Gordon actually had two targets today. He so did. Hope, really? Oh, hope, yeah, that's yeah. Nice. That's nice. That's I, uh, that, that makes me happy. I. He, for me, he doesn't need to be 2013 Josh Gordon. Obviously, he's never going to be that any ever again. But uh, for him to be, you know, going to work and uh, being part of the game and running routes and getting targeted and catching those targets, it's like um, it's like catching up with uh, one of your old high school friends who, you know, you were worried about how they were going to turn out. And you check in on them and, okay, you know, they they didn't hit it out of the park, but they're fine. Like that's, that's how I feel about Josh Gordon. <laughs> that's interesting. I, I have never had that experience. Uh, so the analogy is I needed a second analogy to, uh, to, to wrap my head around it. But, um, I do, I, I do feel that way. I am glad that he's, uh, I, I don't know that it's something you can say like the league is better with Josh Gordon in it. I, I don't know if that's true, but I feel, I feel happy <laughs> to see him, uh, you know, uh i don't know i feel like that's the andy reed andy reed 
uh, philosophy. It's like anyone who's having trouble, he's like, bring him on the team. Better to be, better for him to be here, you know, under our roof than yeah. uh, out there getting into trouble. That's kind of his, I don't know if it works, but that does seem to be his attitude. So um, it made sense that they would give him, um, give him that opportunity, but I'm glad that it seems to be working out so far. Yeah, he, here, he here. got the he, he got the one pass for seven yards today, which is pretty good. Um, the team is clearly looking for. I mean, Andy Reid has a type, right? And it's fast receivers, right? Yeah. Josh Gordon was a fast receiver, right? All these guys on that team are fast, right? Like leave 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 the tight ends out of it because he's got like a, a certain archetype in mind for the tight end. Um, but like for his wide receiving core, it just is like, a, are you fast? Well, you're probably going to be drafted by the Chiefs, right? Like, <laughs> so like, 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 like Byron Pringle, like he was a, he's just guy. a fast guy. He's just a fast guy. Um, like all these guys, you note will actually, they score really, really high on our freak score calculator. Mm. Um, suggests, suggests Andy Reid subscribes to Rotoviz and solely uses that. For a scouting? I think that's probably true. It's probably true, yeah. Yeah, um, I think that's definitely true. We should do, have... Do you guys uh, think... Do you, do you lose speed over time? Like, do you, do you actually lose speed over time? I mean, in a meaningful way. Um, is a guy in his 30s, early 30s, slower than a guy in his early 20s? Is he? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, you, you got you to keep in mind... Um, Tom Brady is probably faster than a lot of very talented, very fit guys today, right? Like it's it's all relative, very relative scale. Tom Brady is, yeah. 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 That guy's lightning compared to. I mean, he has long legs. Know. Yeah. Indeed. But I think yeah. he exercises regularly. I mean, Tom Brady is faster. He, I would, I, I think it's possible that Tom Brady is faster now than he was. <laughs> 10 years ago oh yeah sure. definitely he's he's like an athlete now yeah yeah absolutely yeah it was funny he, did you see matt ryan had like that run the the other week and they were like do you feel faster this year we haven't raced this <laughs> side of you <laughs> or do you feel uh you feel like you're moving moving faster and he was like nope <laughs> nope i was like what is when... this question matt ryan is not faster what? faster no. than ever at age 38 uh, oh uh, man Philip speaking Rivers, of uh was never afraid to rip one off i don't know if you remember even in in indy he would he would go for a little gallop but anyway i digress sorry hassan speaking no of- well what i was actually going to say speaking of guys who we hope uh who we hope to see is calvin ridley right yeah. like like you know kudos kudos to him for actually stepping away and recognizing that he needs the help right like a lot of guys tend not to do that so sure just, just hope that he decides to come back, and um, the game is better. Like it is better with him back in it. Just ask the Falcons. Like just ask that the Falcons. True. Yeah, that I is. I mean, true. I mean, I mean, um, the team put the world on Kyle Pitts' shoulders, and he just said, "Nope, not this is not 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 for me, guys. This is not 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 how I roll." Yeah, you, you wanted a, you wanted someone to catch the ball. Should have taken Jamar Chase instead. <laughs> yeah. guy's a wide receiver i'm a i'm a yeah. tight end and he's fast and he's fast that's the thing oh he is fast 
I mean, look, Cordero Patterson was out of the game, right? So yeah. what do you expect? That's the, the, the he's the engine that makes it work. So I don't think anyone guys, ever lost betting on uh, betting betting on Cordero Patterson. No, um, guys, I do I do want to say this has been tremendous, and oh, yeah. that'll do it for this edition of the Fantasy Football Report. Before we get out of here, what are you guys going to be eating for Thanksgiving? What's your ideal plate, and where can everybody find you? John, Dad, you, you want to go first? You no, want me to go first? You okay. can go first. I'll go first. So uh, I'm going to be eating Thanksgiving uh, in San Bernardino uh, with my cousins. And usually we have like a, 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 a hodgepodge of uh, your traditional American style stuff, the, the, the turkey and you know mashed potatoes and whatever. But then it's kind of like a potluck buffet of Filipino food and sometimes oddball things like someone might bring a lasagna or something like that. So um, ideal plate. I don't like Thanksgiving food, so I'll probably be eating the other stuff. I'm probably going to be having like, you know, pasta and, and, and like a shitload of carbs and like pizza or something. So, so the lasagna uh, is you, you're describing yourself. Some who brought the lasagna. We all want to know yeah, who brought yeah, the so lasagna. I guess, lasagna. I guess I'll yeah, have some, I guess I'll have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought my signature recipe, lasagna? I think I have this. Yeah, uh, I have this baking dish. Uh, we have this baking dish, don't we? Yeah. Okay. Fucking weird. Um, just you can yourself. find uh, uh, me at at Solis Report S O L I S Report on Twitter. If you want more of the uh, 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 stats and data that you got for me today. Yeah, and for you know all of my grinding the tape tips, uh, I am at Devin MCI. You can see my pinned tweet. It is still that uh, Bo Burnham song. So nothing has topped that since uh, whenever that went down. And, really oh, good. what a, what a Thanksgiving! Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm like a, in the middle. I I uh, I would say stuff stuffing. I do like. I feel like that's mm. the one where you're like when you don't really ever eat that in the rest of the year or maybe some people do but it's not really uh, a staple so i that's something i look forward to uh and then uh and like dessert thanksgiving dessert pies pies yeah yeah I'm that's the way to do it i'm on board with that so that's my idea Hassan, yeah. you gotta go too yeah absolutely so it's for me it's gonna be a traditional thanksgiving plate uh, you know, just the usual, honestly, the only time of year I'm ever going to eat this stuff. So I'm going to eat it once a year. The stuffing, you know, stuffing the carbs, potatoes, turkey, gravy, um, where uh, we were unable to 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 get some prime rib uh, this time around, which is uh, my fault. And so we're trying to supplement. Uh, we're, we're trying to we're trying to pivot. We're going to try and get a late swap here to lamb, which is also ah. looking a little a little difficult uh, just 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 by virtue of me deciding uh that we should we should be late swapping to lamb now uh, the issue is uh, there might not be any available uh given that we are a few days out from thanksgiving but mm-hmm. and uh, there is no reward here for credit but just in the event that we do have it we'll be having that as well gonna probably try and really have a lot of pie i think um mm. pumpkin apple cherry uh, hopefully, uh, uh, not humble just on vir- by virtue of my teams are doing pretty well. <laughs> Never. Um, last Thanksgiving, I managed to bink a couple of GPPs. So we're trying to run it back this year. 
Nice. Um, but, uh, you know, please remember to rate and review the Road of His Radio Channel and Apple Podcasts. Listen to uh, the Solis Report. Those are evergreen episodes. You're going to love them. Thanks, everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and thank you for listening. <laughs>